0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cougars. As promised, a special edition with Corbin Kafusi, the former BYU defensive lineman, but now a guy who plays offensive line in the professional ranks. We're going to talk a whole lot of football with him, both professional and BYU. you got all that and more ahead on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. What is up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, a resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone, KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. Still getting to that, used to that new name of our station, our, our rebrand. But thank you for taking the time to check us out. Thank you for making us your first listen today. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Very pleased, though, to be welcoming in Bronson. Uh, not Bronson. Holy smoke. Corbin Kafusi, okay, I just screwed that up right off the top there. No, no, we look the same. <laughs> I, well, okay, I've had people say that. I know better I than know. that, so I, yep. I, I'll own that one, Corbin. Corbin Kafusi joining us from BYU Defensive Lineman. Corbin, what is up, my friend? Nothing much. Just I'm just back here in Utah now. Well, okay. First off, welcome back. Uh, you just completed the uh, your first season with the USFL. I guess we can start there. Um, how was your overall experience playing in a spring league?
0: You know, it was interesting going into it. I didn't know what to expect, and you know, a lot of times some of these leagues will fold and whatnot. And it definitely had its you know bumps along the way, but. Overall, it ended up being a really good time. You know, great players. There's a lot of there's a lot of great talent, so it was just nice to get out and compete.
1: Now, I think most BYU fans probably know this at this point, but if they don't, uh, you actually made a position change at the professional level. You started out uh, with the New Orleans Saints, and correct me if I'm wrong on this timeline. But then uh, when you were let go by the Saints, I, the way I understand it, you decided to make a position change to play offensive tackle at the professional mm-hmm. level. So, uh. Explain the reasoning behind that first off.
0: Yeah, uh, I loved playing DN. Mm -hmm. Loved that all throughout college at BYU. It was the best. And then when I got into, you know, was with the Saints and after preseason got released and just sitting there like a bunch of other guys and my agents got a lot of movement in the D-line. But he said there's a couple teams that wanted to see me as an offensive lineman just because of measurables, you know, physical traits and and I was, I was a little bit like, oh no, like let's just keep going for D line. But then after three or four weeks I was like, you know what? Yeah, we might as well, you know? And so I made that change and it ended up working out.
1: Okay. And I, I, I've talked to you a couple of times since then, you and I keep in fairly uh, regular contact. Uh, you're up to what, three hundred and some odd pounds now? But I, Cor- Corbin, let me be, let me be real. I think you're more cut now at three hundred whatever pounds you're weighing in at than you were the, when you played defensive end at BYU.
0: I, I feel the same, to be honest. It's it's kind of weird. It's it's cool when you know you have like those years to just. And, you know, football is your job. And so working mm-hmm. out is your job and like how your body matures to that. So I'm about three twenty five. Okay. But yeah, I'm probably the same body fat I was when I was playing at <laughs> Well,
1: you stand. Uh, are you officially six foot nine or six ten? I guess you can answer that question.
0: So the the official uh-huh. um, barefoot at the doctor's office, I was like six nine and about three quarters. OK, so, so
1: you put on the, you put on any pair of shoes and you're six ten then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, very <laughs> yeah. cool. So you're officially six foot ten. You weigh 325 pounds, and I think anybody who's paid attention to you on social media, they look at that and say, there's no way that dude, that's 325 pounds, but you carry it extremely well. So I guess the question I have is now you make the transition to playing offensive tackle. You've had a season's worth of film, essentially. We'll get to why your season got cut short a little bit here momentarily, but uh, mm-hmm. now that you've played almost an entire season playing offensive line, has it lived up to what you expected it? to be as an offensive lineman.
0: Yeah, it it's definitely lived up to it. It's got pros and cons for sure. Mm-hmm. I have all the respect now for offensive linemen, you know, because as a defensive lineman, you're just like, oh, those are the big fat guys. Oh no. Offensive linemen are not only the smartest guys on the team, but also, I would say the most athletic. There's only two positions on the field that you work backwards. And it's offensive line and you know, you know, secondary guys. Yeah. So it's pretty impressive what some of these dudes can do.
1: Okay, so you played for the Tampa Bay Bandits. Uh, you, you were mainly a right tackle. Did you play any left tackle this year? Like, what, what positions were you playing?
0: Yeah, so I kind of was like the swing tackle. I played mostly okay. right, and then if they hit me at left, I'd go over there. And then every now and again, I'd play
1: the jumbo tight end. Jumbo tight end. I knew there was a okay. I don't know how many people saw this on social media. I retweeted the second I saw it. I actually, I, <laughs> I, I watched the, let's see, you guys played 10 games of the Bandit season. I probably saw seven of them live. So I, oh, nice. I, I made it a point to watch. And I, I'm a football Thank junkie, uh, Corbin. My wife, it drives her nuts. Football, for me, it's just my drug of choice. I, I know that <laughs> sounds awful, but anytime football's on, especially live football, I am going to watch it. But I did not see the game that you caught that pass. Uh, so I think you astounded a lot of people people nationwide it's saying, okay, this dude's wearing number 65, where in the world did he get these hands? But you weren't surprised making that catch, were you?
0: No, it was one of those things, like, it was a little surprising because I haven't caught a ball in a game in so long. <laughs> okay, Like, literally, the last time I caught a ball in a game was a fake field goal at Utah.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Back, I can't remember what year it was. I think it was 2016. But yeah, it's it had been years. And so... It was fun, though. I was like, dang, I forgot how great
1: it is to cast the ball. (laughs) I can understand that. and Like I said, it made the rounds on social media. It was really cool to see that, and that's the fun part. But your season was cut short. Uh, You underwent surgery recently. Uh, Can you give us, I guess, a prognosis slash an update on where you're at health-wise?
0: Yeah, so, you know, got rolled up on, pretty common thing for offensive line, and my ankle kind of got shredded up, so I have a couple of tight ropes put in, attach a few ligaments, and then, yeah, so surgery went really well. I'm I'm a week out today from surgery, and I'll probably get the cast off in like a week or so, and then slowly start just rehabbing back to normal.
1: And folks, lest you think that Corbin's taking it easy with that cast he's got on his, it goes almost up to your knee. Uh, I've seen you on social media. You've got like this um, crutch slash peg leg type deal that is still allowing you to get after it in the gym, right?
0: Yeah, I'm so glad because like, last time I was on crutches, I was 70 pounds lighter and I'm like, no wonder it's so much harder on crutches now, (laughs) but having the peg leg
1: helps a ton. So, okay, when you are are there at the gym, do people just kind of wander over and just kind of like kind of gawk at you in a way like who is this dude?
0: Uh yeah, like even before the peg leg thing, people would be like, "Who is this guy?" because I'm kind of I don't know. I'm I love the gym, uh-huh. but I definitely look awkward sometimes or weird. I don't know, just because I'm such a tall person, but definitely now with the peg leg, people are like, what is going on? <laughs> well,
1: and I'm sure that creates some awesome conversation opportunities as well. Along oh, the way. for sure. For Kay. sure. So obviously you said you're, you're just over a week or so out, uh, out of surgery here. So, uh, you're probably gonna be rehabbing. I would guess for the next m- couple of months at, at minimum. So With regards to your future in the pro game, do you feel like your time in the USFL will yield an opportunity maybe to get back to the NFL? Where do things stand on that front?
0: You know, if anything, I look at it, it was a great opportunity to just get reps Mm -hmm. at the position for me. Because that's something, you know, switching positions in the NFL is not a... It's not the, the greatest thing, but no. I'm glad I was able to do it. But now I'm just behind on reps. You know, everyone's been playing positions for years. And so it was great for reps. Great to get some film out there. And, yeah, we'll just kind of see. Like, we won't really know until, you know, maybe a
1: team comes calling. But, yeah, I'm I'm overall pleased with it. That's good to hear. All right. Uh, I want to talk a little more in depth about BYU in particular. Your, your observations as a former Cougar. We'll get to that momentarily. But first, we need to talk about our friends over at Built Bar. Corbin, have you ever had a Built Bar? I I have. Okay. Do you like them? I guess that's the number one question people are going to
0: ask. I do. They have, I can't remember what flavor it was, but I was at BYU last off uh-huh. season and I had it, and I was like, this is delicious. Well,
1: they've got a whole wall of them now. I don't know if you've seen that in that new loft. Yeah, we I,
0: I won't lie. I went in there and I was like, I'm gonna put some in my bag. <laughs> I'm
1: going to have you steal some for me. But uh, if you guys want to try the best tasting protein bars, in my opinion, I absolutely love them. They just launched the uh, cookie, not the, not the cookie dough. It is the brownie chunk uh, batter, the best protein bar on the market. I—that I, That is the best built bar they have ever made. They are bringing it back for a limited time. If you want to still take advantage and get an opportunity to get that, get to built.com right. Now, while you're there, we'll save you some coin as well. Use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order, or just have Corbin steal them for you along the way. <laughs> Either way, yeah. but regardless, it's Built.com. The best part is, Corbin knows this, all BYU football players have that name, image, and likeness deal with Built Bar, taking care of those athletes, so you can help support that mission by supporting our friends at Built Bar. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 at Bilt.com. Get and join the best tasting protein bars and do it with our friends at Built Bar. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're on YouTube. Corbin's doing a video uh, podcast with me. Uh, we were talking about setting this up. He's like, you're doing it via video now? I'm like, yeah, we're on YouTube and everything. So Yeah, I'm like, well, this is different. This is different. I like it. I had you in person <laughs> once upon a time. We did, we did that. Maybe we'll do an in-person one at some point down the road as well. But let's talk a little bit about BYU. Uh, actually, with that name, image, and likeness deal that Bilt Bar has with BYU athletes, Uh, You were too late to, you you graduated too early, I guess is what I should say, to take advantage of NIL legislation, but you have former teammates who are still at BYU who are benefiting from it. Uh, What is your perspective on NIL? Is it something you would have liked to have had an opportunity to collect on as a student athlete?
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, but it's also one of those things where like, you know, a lot of guys like, oh man, I wish I were in it, (laughs) but I'm just every athlete every athlete now that didn't have it is just so happy that they're doing it now for the athletes today cuz you know it was something that we've always wanted mm-hmm. and always thought like it was just a no brainer
1: well, and I think that's the thing about it. I think everybody out there that had half a brain saw that, okay, the NCAA is collecting billions, coaches are getting paid millions, and these student-athletes over here, yeah, okay, the education part is great. Let's, let's acknowledge that. That That's a hundred, hundreds of thousands of dollars in certain cases with regards to the amount of education benefit you're getting. But when you're generating literally billions with a B, I think everybody's like, okay, there needs to be a little more equitable sharing with, with these student-athletes. So uh, have you had a chance to talk with any of the guys that you were teammates with or maybe are still connected to. I know your younger brothers up at the University of Utah and Devin Kifusi. Have you talked to them about their experience? And I guess, can you kind of give us a a sense of guys who are in it and how they are enjoying it or if they're not enjoying it?
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of like the Wild West. Me and my brother talk about it all the time. Both my brothers. But it's like, we've had a lot of, you know, my brother, other family that are still playing. They approach us and they're like, how do you navigate this? because it's basically the same thing that we do as NFL athletes now, but just now it's on the, the college level. It's like, how do you approach businesses and stuff? And so I think a lot of athletes love it, but they just need a little help on trying to figure out that whole world. Like, okay, how do I approach these businesses or how do I leverage this to the best? And the ones that do figure that out, I think are just loving every minute of it. And I think there's a lot of other athletes that I feel like, I, me, my brother, other people, we, we even have a company to help like, these athletes get to that point where they're using it to the fullest.
1: I was going to ask you about that. I know that Bronson uh, founded an NIL company. I, you can kind of fill in the gaps here. Are you part of that? Like, so what's the name of the yeah. company and what is it, what does it do?
0: It's called connect NIL. Mm-hmm. And basically what it is, is we're just a marketplace for okay. athletes. So any athlete signs up for free and then we have businesses apply at like, put like basically job things out there. Like we want an athlete to come and, you know, sit on our business, do a signing, this or that. And athletes can go on there, read the descriptions. And if it's something in their area, they can apply for it. And yeah. So it's basically like if an athlete just wants to find deals on their own, you know, we're not like affiliated with any, but like agencies and sure. stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, you know,
1: it's basically free, free things for them. You guys, okay. The way I would interpret that, you're you're the broker. You're you you're there to allow these two parties to connect, and then they can take care of the rest on their end, right?
0: Exactly. We're like the we like to think of it as like the Uber. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah I can okay. yeah. I, I I can dig that. I I like that analogy, and that's really cool. So it's connect nil, correct? Yeah. mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, if any of our listeners, if you're looking to get into the NIL space, you want to have BYU athletes, as as Corbin said, you want to have them make an appearance at your business. Well, there's your opportunity to kind of link up with them. Uh, How many approximate student athletes do you guys have currently on the marketplace?
0: So we have over a thousand with, with athletes from all across the nation, which is pretty awesome. And then we all have businesses, you know, that range from East to West coast. And so, no matter what, there's always something an athlete can get out of it, and the businesses. Like we're we're just there to help both sides get the most out of it.
1: Well, I think that's the cool thing about it is giving these kids an opportunity to just. Make their lives a little bit easier. I guess the easiest example, uh, Jaron Hall told us during spring ball, BYU uh, starting quarterback, he told us that he essentially, with NIL, has made it so that his wife can stay at home with their with their daughter. And that's what he said. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm going for. I, I just want to make it, and obviously he's probably on his way to the NFL. I think we all expect that. But yeah. the opportunity right now to, to allow his wife to essentially be a stay-at-home mom, because uh, that's what it appears she wants to do, that's a phenomenal thing.
0: Oh, absolutely. It just takes a little bit of stress off these athletes. Cause it's a definitely, it's like more than a full-time job, you know?
1: Well, yeah. Well, you've, you've been on both sides now. You, you've been the student athlete route where you had to deal with school and football. You talked about the fact in our earlier on in the, the podcast, now your your business, your job is football. You you're all in all the time and you, yeah. you've got to be engaged. So yeah, I think it's absolutely something that these student athletes have to deal with, but it can hopefully, yeah, lessen the burden on them a little bit financially. All right. So in that uh, spirit uh, Corbin, with regards to BYU, how um, since your time leaving Brigham Young University uh, to now, what have you observed what have you enjoyed what like what's been uh, your observation of the football program? It's been awesome to
0: watch to be honest like you know you had that the covid year which was awesome it was cool to see BYU kind of get I feel like just the credit they deserve you know mm-hmm. BYU a lot of people, don't know about BYU, and if they do, they're just like, ah, oh, like small school, whatever, small private school. But I was good to see, like, all that highlights of BYU and whatnot. And then, yeah, everything with, you know, the new conference and whatnot, I'm excited.
1: Okay, the Big 12, you just mentioned the new conference. They're going to yeah. play in the Power 5. Uh, how... I guess how gratifying is that for you as a guy? You, obviously, you talked about the fact that it, with NIL, you're kind of a part of a group that kind of laid the groundwork for student-athletes now to benefit from it. I think you can also point to y- your uh, group of guys being a part of the group that helped lead BYU to getting into the Power Five, getting into the Big 12. So how gratifying is it to see the Cougars on the doorstep?
0: Oh, it's it's super gratifying. Like It's just one of those things where... It's just you want them to do well. It's almost like watching a sibling or someone like a close friend. You just want all the success in the world for them. So watching BYU go through that and you know getting into the Big Twelve, it's it's awesome.
1: Do you wish you could uh, have played at that level, or d- does it really matter in your mind?
0: Um, I, I think for sure it would definitely be fun to have those opportunities, but it's also it's like oh you know what like I loved every minute of my time, and so I'm just glad that you know it's progressing.
1: Okay, independence is coming to an end. So you played, if I'm not mistaken, your entire career was during the independent era, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. did Did Bronson play the entire time in the independent era too, or did he end up playing Mountain West at all? Do you Do you recall?
0: I think he was all independent, to be honest. Okay, so yeah, you see, so ah. you,
1: you never experienced conference uh, format. So you you played all over the country with BYU, the the mm-hmm. independent schedules. Uh, how much of that did you enjoy versus? Do you think it was any type of hindrance? Like, what was your observation of playing that truly national schedule?
0: I I loved, you know, we were able to do big games, and I loved that. You know, that's all you could ask for as an athlete is the opportunity to perform on a bigger stage. And then I think the hard thing was there was in between, like you either get a really big game, and then you got kind of these trap games where it's like, okay. And so the thing I love, the idea of a conference is that it's all pretty, they're all big games in a way, mm-hmm. you know?
1: And that, that's the thing about this is you go to the power five, you have opportunities oh, yeah. that BYU hasn't had for, wow, it's been forever. Uh, your dad, when did your dad, Steve Kafusi, the former BYU defensive line coach, when did your dad graduate from the Y?
0: Oh, I want to say he graduated in 88, I think.
1: Okay, so did he come in shortly after they won the national title then, or was he on that team? I, I think he was.
0: Oh, I'm gonna look this up while we're doing this. That's a good question. I think he came in right after.
1: Yeah. Well. Okay. So he came in in an era uh, for B, during when BYU was maybe the last time they were truly on a, I guess, true national stage when they when you in theory could still win a national title. I, I think we all yeah. acknowledge during the era you played in from the 1990s till next year when BYU finally gets into the Power Five. Let's just let's be real. There was no opportunity for BYU to win another national title. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, I just looked it up. Steve Kafusi uh, played at uh, BYU. Man doesn't say when he played. So, okay, well, he was in the NFL draft in 1988. So it was right around that time frame when he got – so <laughs> he was in that era with BYU right, then, right around that national championship season. So I, I think the bigger, bigger point you, you made there is this just opens up opportunities for BYU. And the, the games, yeah. they just mean more. And I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not trying to steal the SEC's catchphrase. It just means more. But it really does. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, I want to talk to you about your expectations for BYU and their season upcoming, the final one of independence. We'll get to that in a moment. Also, need to share a word on our friends over at InterCap Lending. There is a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at InterCap Lending, and the reason, simply put, InterCap gets deals done. My friends, they feature a quick and simple process. They're closing two closing loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress free home loan process for you, the home buyer. We all know that. Interest rates are going up right now, but you can still take advantage of low rates by getting in with our friends at Intercap right now. That's what Locked On's personal loan officer at Intercap Lending, Steve Carter, has been delivering to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far. He'd love nothing more than to earn your business as well. He does an incredible job. You can reach out to him anytime. He's got a direct line he's given us, 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. I can promise you that. The best part is if you tell him that you're a Locked On Cougars listener, you will get a corporate rate discount from our friend at Intercap Lending. So get with Steve now. That's 385-800-8528. That is his direct line. Or email him, scarter at intercaplending.com. If you'd prefer for us to broker your meeting with him, happy to do that. Email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Happy to get you in touch with Intercap Lending. The best part is they are uh, licensed to help you in more than 40 states nationwide. They're located here in Utah, but they got your guys' back. Also, they have 44 years of experience behind them as well. So this is not a a run-of-the-mill organization. They are well-established. They want nothing more than to earn your business. Reach out to them. That's Intercap Lending. Steve Carter is the guy to call 385-800-8528. That's Intercap Lending. NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender.
2: NCAA Tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, let's continue on now with Corbin Kafusi. Okay, Corbin. The final year of independence, BYU has won twenty-one games. They are twenty-one and four in the past two years. So what is your expectation for the Cougars as they go into this upcoming season? For me, it's this is
0: kind of the the bounce here where it's like you need you're gonna have a great season that just puts you into to the Big Twelve. And that's what that's what's needed, that's what's expected. So I'm excited for the guys. And I think like, you know, I stay in contact with a lot of the guys that are still there. And I think everyone kind of feels the same way. Like this is a big year.
1: Well, and I think that most BYU fans would agree with you because when you've won, uh, you've had back-to-back. You had an 11-win season in 2020. You saw Zach Wilson, and there were 12 uh, former Cougars, your cousin Isaiah Kafusi among them, who uh, got NFL opportunities off that team. And I remember last year, all the talk was, okay, this team's reloading a little bit, and we'll we'll see what they do. And then they go up and put up a, 10, a 10-win a ten record, a 10-3 record overall. They go 5-0 and against the Pac-12. And the thought is, okay, if that's the rebuilding team, what could this team do as they bring back eighteen or nineteen starters?
0: Exactly. Like they have such a good opportunity this
1: year. Okay, so which game or games are you most looking forward to? That's a good question. Oh man, I haven't I haven't had a ton of
0: time to look at like the schedule and whatnot, okay. but I'll help you what are, out. What are some of the big ones yeah, going? I'll
1: help you out. I'll I'll, I'll lobby a couple of matches. So they obviously they have Baylor, who's going to be a future Big Twelve opponent. They are coming to BYU. That's the that's the home opener, the second week of the season at Les. Oh, cool. uh, that should be a big game. You've got a neutral site game. You're going to Las Vegas to take on uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish there at Allegiant Stadium. You have Arkansas coming to Provo as well, and then uh, other games. Oh, at Oregon and at Stanford. Those are probably the big fun.
0: Oh, my gosh. Those are some good games. And I told when you said, probably the one that jumps out to me, the two, of course, are the Baylor, mm-hmm. because you have to start, like, you know, your first home game. Yeah. That's huge. That'll set the tone. But then Notre Dame, that is always a huge game. Like, in the history of BYU, back when they used to play Notre Dame, like, I felt like that was always a huge game. And so, I'm, I know a lot of dudes that played Notre Dame, a lot of former teammates on NFL teams and whatnot, so – I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs>
1: uh, before we talk a little more about BYU, I want to. That's actually an interesting point. I've heard about this, and you can you can speak to it directly because you've been in professional locker rooms. How much does where you went to college matter in the pro game?
0: Oh, there's just so much smack talk, you know. <laughs> like even when when I was at the Niners, me and Fred like got after a guy on I think it was what Arizona State or something, and made him like have to wear one of our BYU shirts. There's a lot that goes into it, you know, and I love it because everyone. So I was like, oh BYU, like they're that sneaky good team. Like they, they could get you from nowhere. And so I'm gonna have to make some deals with some of my Notre Dame buddies.
1: Uh, absolutely. By the way, um, Fred, okay, did you expect that he was gonna become maybe the best linebacker in the NFL? It
0: was one of those things where like you could see that potential and it was just even better to just watch him get there. You know, it was like one of those things where it's like I played with him, I knew how great he was, and now it's cool to see that everyone can kind of see that. You know, it's not something that's in the shadows or only those with a trained eye. It's like, no, now it's he's out on the big stage.
1: Uh, that is true. Okay, so here's my other question. What are the chances? So your your younger brother, Devin, I believe he's a senior this year. Am I, am I correct in saying that? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so this is his final run with the University of Utah. So here's my question for you, Corbin. This mm-hmm. time next year, what are the chances that we have all three Kafusi brothers – bronson yourself and devin all in the nfl together
0: that is a great question that would be awesome like of course that would be so fun uh but yeah i think it's just you know if every everything kind of has to fall into place it's an interesting business but we would love that i would love that you know i hope the best for my brothers if anyone i'm like their biggest fans and so i would love that
1: I, I'm sure. And we'll have to kind of wait and see. Obviously, you'll, you'll have a decision to make with regards to the future with the USFL, et cetera. I understand that. And Bronson, I think, is still – is he currently a free agent or is he signed somewhere?
0: Yeah, he's a free agent. So just waiting to see.
1: Yeah, and it, it – it, you and I have talked about this. It's, it's a waiting game, and you've got to pounce on opportunities when they come. But it, Exactly. It's kind of one of those crazy things. All right, okay, uh, I got off on a little bit of a tangent there. So you mentioned the fact that there's a big opportunity here for BYU. Is your expectation, I guess, of success for BYU, considering they've won 10-plus games in the past two years, do they need to win 10 games again this year to really make you feel like, okay, that was a good season?
0: Ooh, that's, that's always a hard question because I'm the I'm the type of person where I hate to put like a certain number because mm-hmm. even though I, I'm a numbers guy myself, you know, I did statistics at BYU, I did data analytics, okay. so numbers never lie. But after being a player in the game, it's like, I guess it depends on just what games mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's more of a feel thing. Like if I see the team and see how they play, like they might not get to 10, but if they play in a certain way, I'll be like, okay, that's okay. You know?
1: It's a weirdly shaped ball that bounces d- different ways. We all know that. <laughs> exactly. You got to have some good fortune along the way, and we'll kind of wait and see how it goes. But we'd love to catch up with you again as things progress here, Corbin. Please stay in touch and let us know how uh, your professional prospects kind of develop over the coming months. Uh, wishing you the best in recovery first off, but it's cool to see on that peg leg. I, I Okay, the other day I, I think I saw you. you. Were you actually on a treadmill with that peg leg? Yeah, yeah, I was like, you know what? Just for fun, we'll get get a couple steps in, you know. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to find ways to do cardio without using my left leg. <laughs> I'm sure that it's it's a probably it's probably easier said than done in many ways with that. But we wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us here on Locked On Cougars, and we'll look forward to spe- catching up with you down the road. All right. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. A reminder for you guys, make sure to subscribe, rate, review the show, especially if you're watching on YouTube. It's down in the – so Corbin, if he points down to that lower right corner – yeah, there we go. There's a little button down there on YouTube that you can subscribe to the show. Please rate and review, like the show, all that fun stuff, and stick with us all week long. Got a lot of great conversations to come from BYU Media Day as well. So we got a lot of that for you guys to be covered, as well as thank you for making us your first listen today. Now go make our friends over the Locked On business Big 12 Podcast, your second listen of the day. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. Until next time, this has been Locked on Cougars.
2: The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts